You are now tuned in to Music, Men, and My Mental with your host, C. Devone, attacking all things career, relationship, and your overall health. Trifecta. Let's get to it. Let's start the show. Hello, 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 and thank you for tuning in to Music, Men, and My Mental. I'm your host, C. Devone, where we discuss all things in your career, relationships, and your overall health. So, it's February, and I know Valentine's Day is around the corner, but something I wanted to talk about was, um, you know, with the tragic event that happened with Kobe Bryant and his daughter, um, I really want us to just focus on love, because sometimes tragedy, um, we feel like could be the root of how our whole year is going to be you know we'll say oh this is 2020 started off with so horrible like this is how the rest of the year is going to be and I really want that not to be the case I want this year to be rooted in love and telling our loved ones that we love them and people around us and our enemies for for, for if that makes sense um just really being rooted in love because it will really make you make sound choices and better choices in life when you have that opposed to anger and resentment. So, um, you know, I start with a little homework, but I really want us to focus on love. So with that being said, this month is all about love. So the podcast for all of February, the Sheena, it's a short month, so that's okay. (laughs) So it's all going to be about Love, loving your career, loving your relationships, loving your health, all these topics about love. So I have a co-host today. Normally I say like an interview, but you know what? We're going to talk about love today. Can you introduce yourself? All right. So yes, my name is Chazine. I'm a producer at Music Choice, producer and editor to be exact. So I work with artists there, um, directing their originals, promos, Everything uh, to do with artists. You're some of your favorite artists from like Cardi B to your country favorites, your Lil Nas X. Those are some of the people that I work with. And then on the side, I am a speaker as well. And you can find me on YouTube, which I'll give you all of that information. You know, just Google Chazine, Chazine.com. Love it. And you, I've also, you've been doing panels at Google. You've been doing a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. As of recently, I started a series called Chaz Chats. Okay. Where we pretty much focus on, I love sharing information with people and just. We're going to make sure she talks into this microphone. She about to, she knows better than this. She has the headphones on and all. You see, you see what people do when they they clock out of work. I know, right? Okay. So yes, um, everything is surrounded around the themes of fitness, faith, and professionalism, entrepreneurship. I'm all about the hustle. So everything that I do is about sharing information, even at my job, mm-hmm. even when I'm working with the artists. I'm mm-hmm. very big on that, and that'll be the same on my YouTube channel, Chazine, by the way, C-H-A-Z-E-E-N. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> well, now you see why she's here, so hopefully it makes sense, you know? She said fitness, faith, and what was the last one? And professionalism. And professionalism. Yes. You know what? Oh, whole nother topic. I don't even want to talk. I was about to go into that and stare at this story the whole way because sometimes you can have a lot of skills, you can have a lot of talent, but you are not professional. This one girl was so unprofessional, and I was like, oh my gosh, how does she get ahead in life? 
But <laughs> that's it's not my role to tell people <laughs> who and what they are and what they do. But mm. let's just go into love. Um, so love let's her. just start with the inevitable, like self-love like it's valentine's day do you have a valentine i do not okay and off camera <laughs> i was asking her like are you dating y'all know i'm messy i'm like who you dating who you loving who you want to be hugging oh. and and you said something that was really good what did you say she's like i don't know <laughs> i know I was, like, I was i was like you know are you dating and she i'm like you know, do you do you not want to date like are you and she was like i'm dating i'm dating with intention mm. it has to be worth my time and i was like oh Okay, I like that. It's I real. like that. It's real. I feel like right now, especially like, you know, as working women who are focused on our brand and we're looking to grow our brand, you really have to be intentional kind of with everything mm-hmm, in life. Mm-hmm. And so y'all know, it's like those those dating scenarios equal out to what? Like everyday hour-long phone calls. So if I'm giving <laughs> you that much time and we calculate that Serious. up, that equals seven hours. You know, I'm giving you seven hours of my time. I'm taking it from my work. Like I, I need to know there's a potential and I date with the intention of, of marriage. Like I need to know there's a, you're worth the investment. Real talk. That is true. Cause I think sometimes people say, you know, well, I'm just having fun Mm -hmm. and I want to go on dates and I'm just going to, because sometimes it's, you know, quality over quantity or just you know, just quantity, you know, because yeah. sometimes it's like going after a job, like yeah. you just got to keep dating and then you kind of see what you like, what you don't like, but you have to get to a point where you say, okay, this is what I want. This is my intention. Say, I think that's the key part too, because mm-hmm. some people don't take that time to like kind of analyze and like readjust and figure out. And that once again, that's kind of life. You figure out mm-hmm. and ask yourself, okay, what do I want? What do I want in life? What do I want in relationships? Mm-hmm. Am I getting what I want? What mm-hmm. do I need to do to change that? You know, mm-hmm. to change what I'm, I'm, I'm getting. Right, 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 right. So as um, like I'm focusing on, you know, love and self-love, but like it's Valentine's Day. And that can be truly hard. So as a single person, like what do you do for Valentine's Day? Are you just, are you oh, one of people to just say, you know what? <laughs> I just want to, you know, I, <laughs> is that blast? I'm sorry. No, no because no, no. I, I, I want to give, the goal is to give tools and tips. Like I, <laughs> serial dater. Okay. Like I have dated lions, tigers and bears, fuck oh boys. My. And oh my, <laughs> you know? So I have been single during Valentine's day or I have just went on a date. I will never forget. I just wanted to go out on a date. And I went out with the worst person ever. And I know, like, didn't want anything from him. Like, wasn't a bad oh, relationship a with him. Like, just yeah. a date to have on just Valentine's Just to day. have a date on Valentine's okay. Day. Because I've been going there, back, way, yeah, going <laughs> back to loving myself, loving my time, loving my money. Love, you know, just so... I just want to know like where you're at because the goal is I want people to walk away if they're single in a relationship or they're married, whatever, like to really appreciate the day, whether it's just loving on yourself, doing something, whether it's self-care something like what do you do for Valentine's Day? Okay, so I was a previous serial dater too, so mm-hmm. I can relate to you to that. Gotcha. It was like my fun time activity. Like mm-hmm. I was just like, look, I ain't got nothing to do. Who's who's available? And Absolutely. I said dater, not you know, we just ain't saying. But no, uh, listen, no, no, that that's true. It's funny because I never actually say that with people like, oh, and I'm like, wait, I wonder if do, do they instantly think equate I'm a it with hoe? that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Don't get no, it twisted. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> so Valentine's Day, um, it's changed from time to time. Actually, mm-hmm. at one point, I was hosting an event for all my single friends. Mm. And that was lovely. Like, people met there. Mm-hmm. I mean... I mean, I met people, but it didn't last. Okay. Um, Sometimes, listen, not everybody's for you. (laughs) It's not. And then um, I've had Valentine's Days where I just totally forgot it was Valentine's Day. And that was a blessing from God because I was like (laughs) trying to get, that's a whole other story. But Mm -hmm. I was trying to just be not focused on men. Mm -hmm, You know what I'm saying? mm -hmm. But as of recently, me and my girls um, from college do these monthly girls night outs. And so we have our gallons night galentine's day mm-hmm. sleepover oh wow. so it's a good time like yeah that's pretty much what i've been doing lately that's nice <laughs> to be around like-minded individuals yeah. who you know just love on one another sometimes you yeah. just got to be around people that pour into one another whether it because sometimes you could be in a relationship and just because it's a relationship it may not be real love surrounding that relationship sometimes that's people true. want to check off a box Got a man, Mm -hmm. got a girl, got somebody, but like, it's not even, it's nothing's beneficial. You don't even know if you love yourself. And that's where the next topic is, what does self-love really look like? It's not about getting the facials anymore. It's not about, oh, I'm just working out. Like, Mm. how can you identify that you are truly loving yourself? You know, for myself, um, as I was talking to uh my guest off camera i was like when i realized i didn't love myself my therapist kind of told me he didn't say it in those exact words but he was like you don't have any self-esteem and i was like i got a fat ass i'm cute i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) guys listen you know how many guys are sweating me and he was like but how do you really feel about yourself Mm. like and sometimes when you really get to have that quiet time and that time alone and it's just you and your thoughts I think that's that moment when you realize what self-love is when you're not surrounded by the noise of work the noise of kids the noise of some guy in your face um you sometimes have the moment where you have to be like you sit in your moment and you're like ah this feels good or dang I'm lonely or Oh my gosh, I, you know, life's ahead of me. I'm about to be 50, 60, 70, 80, 20, 30, and I didn't do this part of life. And you start freaking out. So, like, for you, when did you, I mean, one, do you love yourself? Because we don't, you know, it oh, sounds stupid. Do you ask, do we really ask ourselves, like, do I love myself? You know? And can we answer? It just sounds like, yes, I love myself. I eat, That's I like work out. response. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's but like, is it true? But what is it true? Yeah. Because I I just started loving myself. Mm -hmm. And I still struggle with it sometimes, you know. Um, We all do. Yeah. So what is your story as far as like, you know, maybe you just always loved yourself. I think some people just have parents (laughs) that just poured into them really early. And and they've identified like what self-love is and loving their skin and loving their hair. And I know... I struggled with like, oh, I hate my hair and I hate my nose and I hate this and I hate all these parts of my body Mm -hmm. before I was 10. And I've never even said this out loud, but when I was 10, 12, I used to just say, well, I'll just get this fixed. I'll just get surgery. I I was, but it wasn't even like, I didn't think I wasn't loving myself. It was, I can fix this. 
If I don't like my nose, I can fix it. If I don't like the fact that I have my breasts never grew in, <laughs> still waiting. <laughs> Same here. You know, listen, <laughs> you know, so I can fix that. So I've always had this and I never thought about it. Like it's not self-love. It was just like, I can fix it until then I realized like there were so many things I didn't like about myself. Yeah. Then I started really to like look for love in all the wrong places. And then that was even worse, Mm. you know? So as far as yourself, like, were you always like very aware of like self-love or was it a moment in time where you were like, no, I, I didn't love myself. And then one day I woke up and I know you're a person of faith. Like, was that a factor? Like, what is your self-love story? So, um, like most people, uh, when I was a child, I, no, I didn't always love myself. Mm-hmm. So, got picked on in school. And the funny thing is that the things that people compliment me on now are the things that I got picked on. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Isn't it funny how have big like, eyes and it's yeah. like, I hated my big eyes. My eyes were and one. And now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, now I'm like, oh, you have such bright eyes. And I'm like, if y'all knew, and you know, I'm in a big head, everything. Right. Um, right. But yeah, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was that. And then you are right. Parents playing to it. My parents were always like, you're better than that. You're be-. That was the response mm. to everything, even down to when I attempted to wear like short skirts to school. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. My mom was like, come on, you're better than that. Mm-hmm, and I thought mm-hmm. that was such a, it was annoying at the time, but I thought it was such a great approach because it kept instilling in me. When mm-hmm. I got to college, those are the thoughts that I would have. I'm better than that. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe I didn't always uh, believe it when it came to a guy, but I would say it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like affirmations. Enough times of saying it, you know, you actually believe it. Mm-hmm. Now I'll say the true love in myself came, you know, when I rededicated my life to God and I was really praying, asking him like, just help me to develop that confidence. Cause I used to wear mm. green contacts. I don't know if you remember. I think when I, I first think, met I you, I think I remember yeah, that. I used to wear green contacts. But they were girls. cute. There was, Thank I you. didn't feel like they were like, you were trying to be like something. You I know. mean, I got the good one. So you couldn't really okay, tell once you hung out with me a lot. You know, you know, right. I'm sorry. I can't give you the, um, the company though, guys. I don't remember anymore, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, at that point, I had decided to stop wearing them, not because mm-hmm. of faith or anything like that, but I was just like, it's time. You know, I see people crack on people with, with the whatchamacallits. I think at that time, Atlanta Housewives, they were cracking on Kenya, and I was uh-huh, like, uh-huh. their jokes are valid. I uh-huh. think I need, it's time to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so hard for me. I used to feel so ugly, so I started those affirmations, mm-hmm. and I started... Um, I started just saying I am beautiful, which is so crazy because even Kim Kardashian has, you know, like self-doubt in herself and her looks, which is weird because she makes her money off of that. But you can tell just well, whether that's, she's- that's the factor you have to keep once you start that you know, getting surgery or you start a place of oh, low self-esteem, yeah. then you and you build it up, then you keep having to. You know, it's just like when they say you get money, mm-hmm. you just want more money. Mm-hmm. And then you want more money. Where and a you're lot just of, never satisfied. Right, Ooh, right. Child, that was a blessing then for yeah. you to get rid of them. Uh, no, no, no. Now it's, I think about it. <laughs> it's, it's totally true. Like, and that's why most people statistically do not get one plastic surgery. Mm, yeah. Michael Jackson had multiple nose jobs. Yeah, Janet Jackson, yeah. people who are very open about their plastic surgery. You just don't get one because, you know... It's just even people I know in my family, I'm like, mm-hmm. why did they get that done? And then I see them get something else done. And I'm like, oh, the my crazy gosh. part is when they get it done. It's like you looked better before. Oh, so many people. It hurts. It hurts know? me and it especially hurts me when it's a, a 
known to be a black characteristic. Like you mentioned right. the nose. Well, right. Michael. Right. And I'm just like, it hurts me because I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I want you. You got to know you're beautiful. That That is beautiful. But I understand why those people felt that way. Right. You mentioned right. you felt the same way. We're in a great space now. We're really uplifting mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. and like just repping all our, our blackness and all of its beautifulness. So yeah. that's great. Yeah. It, but, it, took, um, it took us a while. You know, we went know, back. Right? <laughs> you know, it was like the 70s Black Panther. And then all of a sudden it was like. You must have creamy crack and you must have hair down your ass. And now people do wear hair down their ass, but it's like, we're like, we're wearing weaves. We're wearing protective hairstyles, you know? So it's. And they're still showing their real hair too. Like people realize we actually have hair under this. Right. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. So yes. um, So you said you found faith and you just were asking God. I love that. Like just asking God, like I want some confidence because there's some people I'm like, where does she get her confidence from? Mm. And maybe, you know, me, just me being maybe obnoxious, like, dang, she's got a lot of confidence for that face. You know, <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> Everyone's, it's a, only a mother can love that face. But like, <laughs> you have confidence and you, you just, I just sometimes, I didn't know where it came from. And I, I, mm. I had to pray and I had to go to therapy mm. to really um, identify that. Because also it goes to the next thing is like, I had to realize I have purpose. And once you really understand that yes. you have a purpose to be here, mm-hmm. you will start to love yourself. Because so many people may need you, whether it's your kids, whether it's your mom or other people around you, like I um, always talk about this book called Purple Cow, and it's like, what's your special thing that makes you unique? Mm-hmm. And for me, um, I was on a phone call, and someone asked my best friend, like, what makes, you know, Cedavone special? And instantaneously, he's like, she gets people hyped for anything. And I was like, oh, I am. That is, that is, <laughs> girl, I can, I get excited. Yeah. And it also hurts me. And that's when I will, I'm understanding depression and, um, you know, imbalances. Cause when I'm not excited, I know something's wrong. I know I am off because I get excited about being on this podcast. I get excited about you. And when you open the door, I'm like, Hey, when I tell you before that, I was like, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> but I naturally get excited yeah. and you have to understand what the purpose is, what your purpose is, what you give to the universe. Stop sucking up all the air, Mm -hmm. give something back. And then you may identify and start understanding like why you have to love on yourself in order to love others. You know what I mean? I think that helps. And I also feel like it might be, it's worth it to ask yourself to question yourself about the intention behind the things that you do. So Mm. like a lot of people, when they go out, they don't even realize it, but like, what's your discussion? So when people are going out to party, I remember when like I used to be out in parties and I'm getting dressed up and looking cute. I'm Mm -hmm, doing mm -hmm. it for the guys. Like real talk. Mm -hmm. I know like I've probably had conversations with my girls and said like, yeah, we just looking cute for each other. No, 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 no. Because what was the, what was the bulk of the conversation about? Oh, he's cute. Oh, he's cute. Girl, did he ask you for your number? Girl, he did. And so I had to ask myself like, why, why, Mm -hmm, why, mm -hmm, why is mm -hmm. that the case? And I started realizing I'm getting validated by them. I feel like I need their validation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Not super thirsty. Cause I think when people think about that girl, they think about the one that's trying to get with everybody and it don't even have to be that. It's Mm -hmm. just like, literally, do you feel joy only when someone else um, oh yeah you, you know no, it's true and I um it made me think of a story when I used to go to LA and every time I went to LA I just you know I've always 
you know, I've, I've always been hit on, you know, well now I don't get hit on as much. I just think with time, you just don't get hit on because the older you get, most people either are in a relationship or you have to know a friend of a friend. So mm. maybe it's just that case. But I remember as soon as I walk into a room, get hit on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll go to <laughs> LA and then no one would talk to me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is it because I don't like black girls? Is it because like, I'm um, this way? Is it because of my hair? Is it because of the way? And I would just question every single thing mm. you know because my confidence was so much so rooted in everyone else's validation That's exactly what happened yeah you know we're like oh my gosh i'm not popping or am i getting too old it's exhausting it is exhausting it, it's taxing it, mm-hmm. and ends up seeping into like everything else you're doing oh everything <laughs> and and then that's it so yeah um yeah loving ourselves. that's first so this February, I want us to really, really focus on that. Write it out. Write 10 things that you love about yourself. Mm -hmm. Nothing negative. Don't be like, I love my eyes because I used to get picked on. Like, I love my eyes. I love my ass. My Yo, seriously, though? (laughs) I was like, my ass is trying to go away. As you guys have known, I am doing vegan. I am detoxing. And it is like, I don't know if it's age, but it's like trying to go away. And I'm holding on for dear <laughs> life to are. this ass. <laughs> like I'm about to do squats like at my desk when I wake up. Like it, it is what it is. I'm holding on. But write 10 things that you really love about yourself, whether it's a character, physical. Um, actually, maybe you should break it down to whatever is physical, also internal, what you bring to the universe. 10 things like self-love. And I think that's that's a good stuff. That's another part of the homework that we're doing here. And careers. Can you really love your career? Can you find love in your job? That's just, that's I think most people are so unhappy. Yeah, a lot of people are. Their jobs. Their job. Mm-hmm. And you have to you have to love something in order to like make it through. I mean, you gotta do it every day. You gotta do you it. You spend every, a bulk of your life doing a that. Bulk of your life. So yeah. Are you in love with your career? So presently, I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there was a point in life. So my previous career was event planning, corporate mm-hmm. event planning, and that particular job that I had, I I outgrew it. I outgrew mm-hmm. it as mm-hmm. a career. I still like doing events, and I mm-hmm. make them occasional so that mm-hmm. I keep that love uh-huh, <laughs> that uh-huh. love relationship not love hate or but yeah so right now presently as a producer like I love this this mm. job and I remember thinking to myself this was the first time I enjoyed waking up to go to work like I didn't even know that right. was possible I didn't even think that was a thing in your career like I, I who and sometimes you just gotta to to you just gotta get yourself pumped up too and that's and that's <laughs> Listen, that's part of loving yourself and loving your job. But yeah, it's most people don't. And mm. when you feel it, it's like, oh, it's euphoric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes back to finding your purpose mm. as well. When you feel like there's perfect purpose just holds so much weight in this life. Like really, it's why we're here when we think right, about it. Right, so when right, you right, figure right. that out is gold. And I love the fact that you mentioned your friend put you on to mm-hmm. how you add value to him. Cause in a space where I was it was a good couple of years where I was like, yo, God, what is my purpose? Mm-hmm. What is my purpose? Because as you may or may not know, I initially had another YouTube channel, mm-hmm. a whole talk show. Mm-hmm. And then I had this website dedicated to keeping people posted on like all the best parties. So I was known as like mm-hmm. the party girl. Mm-hmm. And then when I stopped that, it was just like, who am I? Mm-hmm. What am I? And people kept asking, oh, what are you up to now? And I'm like, work. 
And what else? What else? Because you always do something else. I'm like nothing. Listen, that's you just that that and that's one thing. And I, I I know someone has spoke about it on the podcast. I don't remember which episode, but we need to stop being rude in telling people, and especially we're in the young black professional. Everybody's doing something, grinding, hustling. Just yeah. you know, no one. Can, you live in New York City. You cannot have just one job. It's just like. It's, it's virtually impossible nah. but the reality is <laughs> if that's what you want to do you can do it and we get so stuck on having to like walk into a space and say all right what are you doing well i got this new job i'm working here and you know i'm just you know or like people would say like when's your next gig and it would hurt me when i didn't know what my next gig was yeah you know like and i'm seeing all the other female djs going away and doing all these big festivals and i'm like Oh, next month I'm at the local bar, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, okay, that's what's up. That's cool. they don't even know how to react because I don't know how to react." <laughs> that's you know, you can tell from people's expression, like, right? Exactly what like I know you life. from doing all these big gigs and stuff, and sometimes you just gotta listen. Your story can be. I am in a place where I'm just working on things. So yeah. I'm at peace right now. I'm at real peace right now, yeah. and. I, I don't have a story to tell, actually. You know, that's, that's it. Just working on my health, working on my fitness, working on whatever. Yeah. We don't always have to work on this story or lying, you know? Like, we don't. And I feel like say that in confidence. Like, because at the end of the day, it takes people different amounts of times to get to uh, or a different span of time to mm-hmm. get to where they need to. Like if whenever you are in doubt, just think about Cardi B. This girl, granted, she's been working on her career for a while, but she got signed and within a year of being signed was on the same playing field as Nicki Minaj, like in a within a year. Do you mm-hmm. understand? People mm-hmm. were comparing. They were actually in competition. Mm-hmm. So that lets you know, like it's no shade to Nicki, but like how long she's been working on her stuff and how long it took to get Cardi B there or Lil Nas X or I would right. Right, I'm just thinking of artists right now Mm because that's my my feel. But it God God like if when He's ready for you to be there, you're gonna be there. So don't worry about it. Like sit and focus on what you need to do. And I know for me in January, I'm always struggling. Every January, I've been DJing for ten plus years. No, no bullshit. Every January, I'm like, yo, I'm about to get out the game. No, (laughs) I'm about to get out the game. I don't like. I hate this because Mm. I whole nother story I'll go into. I really enjoy being passionate about things. I enjoy mm-hmm. being excited and happy and getting people amped up. So when there's no money or there's no gigs and I'm just sad and I'm like, what am I going to do? Or I got to like ask, you know, the local place, hey, can I DJ for $150? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not fun to me. That's mm-hmm. not what I want to do, you know? So, oh. Sorry, I'm just talking about like my January. I don't know, lost my no, train of thought because I'm it, just upset. <laughs> when it messes with your livelihood, like that's the that's the sucky thing about money, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And needing it. Like if, if we could just to all them rich kids out there, please take advantage. Because right, right, people right, who right, say right. they just be chilling like on their parents' money, I'm like, yo, go make your own legacy. Because if I had your money, like what right, I would do, right, with right, it. right. But sometimes, you know, I just feel like sometimes it's just good to kind of like sit in it and figure out what is the lesson here? What mm-hmm. am I trying to learn? Because I was there for a set number of years and I was like, yo, what is going on? God, what is going on? Like I put in the work, but 
I just think you got to be patient and just as long as you're continuing to work towards it, you will get there. And if you're confirmed, you've confirmed what's your purpose, work towards that. Don't let anybody distract you because there's been things that I'm working on and people are like, oh, well, why don't you go do this? And it sounds great, but I'm like, nah, that's not what my purpose is. That's not what God's showing me right now. Focus on this. And then in the end, I'm able to see, oh, that's what you were working on. Well, the reality is sometimes we definitely need some other people in our lives to tell us like, if uh, at least one reliable person, not a bunch of people who you trust to make sure that like some accountability, like you can put the work in, like for instance, I have the podcast, but like someone who's really like, what are the numbers looking like? Mm. What are, are you getting the sales or how are the guests? You know, like I've been very fortunate where, you know, like you're a person I know, you're a friend of mine, like I can get you on the show. But other people who I have to go after, am I putting in that exact work mm-hmm. to make it get to the next level? Yeah. Sometimes we're doing things so blindly just to say we're doing it. And we're just running around in this like hamster wheel, you know? Yeah. And we just have to ask ourselves, are we putting in the work? And I will never forget, um, 10 years ago, I was asked to DJ in Dubai. And I was like, it was a huge club. This is both. Before black folks was even really going, going to, to Dubai, Dubai. okay? Before the glitch in the system, say, before, we got before the glitch. that glitch happened, you I know? missed the glitch, by the way. Oh, oh I, was, of I was there in that glitch, and day. I was actually still trying to DJ, and they were like, no. Um, but with that being said, um, I was so excited, and I was still not ready as a DJ, but I was like, I'm going to go there. I'm just going to bring my friend who's going to be like my backup in case like something goes wrong. And um, it fell through last minute and I was devastated. And the reality is I had a really big gig maybe a couple months after that was local and I bombed it. I had so many things that went wrong, errors in music, uh, transitions, uh, needles, uh, anything I can think of, and just actually being able to talk in the microphone. I wasn't ready. And so many, especially the younger people, sometimes we just, everything's so much easier for us to get to. We have access to so much information. We can go on YouTube and find, learn something. Mm -hmm. But we're not ready, you know? And it's like, how can we sometimes, there's people who wait so long to do things because they're working so hard to get ready. And then there's people who do it and they don't have the actual hours in it to do what they need to do. It's very confusing. But at the same time, my goal is like, I want people to be in the middle where they're really just like knowing what they're doing, have a purpose, but also have someone who's like, that shit is whack. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it's like, this is what I'm doing. And like, because I have some friends, I'm like, you can't have that yes men is around you. Real, huh? You can't have yes men around you. You can't, oh no. no. But you, you can't have a negative Nancy around you. can't have a yes man around you. You need to have someone that truly keep it real and, care. Keep it real yeah. and can give you an unbiased, like, you know what? That's cool, but you should consider that and not like enforce their, you know, thoughts on anything, but really just. Have one, just one, I promise you. It will help you because some people really do some things. I'm like, this is so whack, but, and I want someone to tell me when I'm whack, you know, opposed to just being out there thinking you popping and then you realize there's nothing worse than 10 years later being like, God that damn. That wasted time. That yeah. was a waste of time because I didn't put the exact work into the research. Half of the, the battles in the research. Yeah. 
researching the market, researching uh, the other people around you who are doing better, the mentors. Mm-hmm. Uh, opposed and you don't to need just, to know someone to have a mentor. Like they could be a mentor you've never met, but you're just studying them. hundred you know? percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. And this is rules just for myself. So I'm using this as a, since we're talking about being in love in your career, th- those are things that's going to help you love, like putting the time into it, putting, you know, the research, look, looking for a mentor, having an accountability partner, and just finding at least one to three things that make you love that job. It could just be, I love to check. <laughs> <laughs> I love the check. I love my boss. I love the fact that I get paid. Because I had a job where I was like, I don't even know when we're getting paid sometimes. Mm. Like, those checks were coming once in a while. One time it was three months that we didn't get paid. It was crazy. So, like, but the reality is craziness. That job is where I learned everything about events. Mm. So I look back and I was like, this is the worst thing ever. My boss was crazy, like crazy, crazy. Like me and him were about to go like toe to toe so often, but he was the most talented man I've ever worked with. And I learned, I learned so much about events. Like when I tell you from uh, floor plans to florals, to booking talent, to things that people who are higher up in my role are like, how do you know that? I'm like, well, it was a two-man show, and we were doing million-dollar million events in 2008. And come on. like with just the two of you. With just the two of us. Well, that's a good thing to tap into, how you said, you know, there was something to learn there. Because I've been right. in a space where I didn't enjoy my, my job, and so I was like, okay, I'm here for a reason, because I'm mm-hmm. looking for another job, and I'm not finding one, so why am I here? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then that's when I started realizing, okay, is there work to be done here? Because I feel, we go back mm-hmm. to purpose. If you can find your purpose at your job, how can you be of influence? How can you just help progress to the goal towards the goal? You know, or are you just there to still learn? You still is there still learning to be done? Right. You know, if this isn't easy like breezy for you, you still got some work to be done. So like tap into that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so let's fall in love with the health aspects. And something that we said off camera again yeah. <laughs> was I was like, we always wait to get so serious about our health and our mental health and uh and 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 falling in love with it or being passionate about health wellness and fitness only when things go wrong when we're in a doctor when we may get to um you know a weight that we are uncomfortable with or we look in the mirror and we don't like something then we're like oh i want to be healthy now yeah and then the other the domino effect of it is now we're truly overly obsessed with that Mm. yeah (laughs) and then we have to get to a place where it's some balance of like being healthy and not going around telling everyone you need to go to therapy or, mm-hmm. you know, when working in the gym with me or I go to yoga 15 times a day, you know, mm-hmm. because I guess you know a lot of people, those people. Well, huh? <laughs> I mean, I probably was like that, you know, for a minute. Mm-hmm. And right now, um, as so a little bit about my detoxes, I normally do the Daniel fast okay. in January. I've actually never tried that yet. Really? Yeah. So if for those that don't know, the Daniel fast is basically from the, it's from the book of Daniel, I believe. And it is, you take away, you know, carbs and sugar and no wine, no caffeine, nothing. It's about taking away the things that you're like very obsessed or addicted to. Mm. So you can kind of like be more clear. It's really like a, a fast for clarity. 
And for me, I have an addiction to coffee. I am highly <laughs> addicted to coffee. So every year, if you're dating me, you're my friend, you have to be super, super like helpful during that time because the first three days I'm miserable. Like I have to pull over, I'm oh, crying. Yeah, yeah like okay. people don't understand that coffee addiction is like stronger than crack. It's definitely stronger than crack for me. I, I mean, not that I've tried crack. Haven't tried crack before, staying away from the crack. <laughs> However, it's like I was just having migraines. I remember DJing, oh, wow. and this guy was like, you should stay a little bit longer. It was, and he was the owner of the club. I was like, let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I walked out, and he was like, I, and, and this was a guy like I really appreciated. I was like, no, I don't think so. And I, the moral of the story was I always start with Daniel Fast. Now, this time around, um, I'm in a different space in my career relationships and overall health where I normally, with the fast, I go in with intentions of what I want. Mm-hmm. The last time I did it, um, I was just miserable in my relationship, miserable in my health, um, just everything around me. I just was like, God, should, should I be DJing? I'm producing, but I'm not putting in the hours, and the songs suck, and the, I, everything that you can possibly think of, I was struggling in. So I went in and I was like, God, if I need to break up with this guy, let me know. If I need to go back to work at a nine to five, let me know. Mm-hmm. If I need to do, if I want to do more, I want to do headline at Essence and I want to be in the magazine this year. Is this going to be possible? Let me know. I really went into it and I found a lot of clarity in it. Now this time I started and I really wasn't searching for answers. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to, I know I want to excel in the things I'm doing. For the first time in my life, in my career, relationships, and health, I was at a place where nothing was perfect, but for I actually was like, oh, I'm in a decent place. I'm at a company that I really like. I like my boyfriend. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> I am not super healthy. Yes, I've gained some weight, and I'm dealing with you know the PCOS and stuff, but I'm understanding my health more. Mm. And I've gotten to a point where now I'm reading the woman code and understanding why I need to be vegan or why I need to take these things out of my diet. So this time I started to fast and I was not committed to it. But then I said, you know what? I'm going to do something different. I'm going to just call it a detox. And I'm going to take away the alcohol because what what is this one thing that really is the issue is the caffeine's not the issue. It is an addiction, but the alcohol is the things that cause the other bad things in my life. Mm. So what's the priority of things that give me an issue? Okay. Alcohol. Boom. The dairy is what's probably causing the other womanly factors in my life. Mm. So that let's take out the meat. Let's take out the booze. Let's take out, uh, you know, let's try to get rid of the caffeine at a pace that works for you. Because the goal was I'd wanted the clarity to excel, but I really want to start a lifestyle opposed to trying to have this fast, getting the answers and then saying, God, thank you. Now can I go back to mm, yeah. pushing back my rosés? Mm-hmm. So now I'm going on my three weeks. Um, 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 Congratulations. Um, but <laughs> I wasn't fully committed to how it was supposed to be and what it was supposed to look like. And I felt bad and I had, you know, I was talking to God, like, do you, you know, 
I'm, I had some bread. Like, am, am I bad for that? Or mm-hmm. like, someone gave me tequila, and I was like, you know, had like a little like, okay, I had a sip, and <laughs> should I be, you know, like, I felt bad, you know. Yeah. But the reality of it is, I said, you know, I said, government, Crystal, hmm? I had to ask myself, Crystal, what do you want this year to look like? I want you to find balance. I want you to not when this fast is over, call all your girls and say, let's go out and let's fuck the club up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I wanted to be able to walk into a bar and not drink because I need to get up in the morning. Not drink be or not eat these meals at 11 o'clock at night because it's unhealthy for my personal system. I don't know fat shaming over here, no nothing, like eat whatever you want. But if I can see the difference in my body and how I and feel, how feel yeah. that's what's important. You yeah, know, I agree. do you fast? So my fasting, I've tried food, food fasting from food once. Mm-hmm. And how long did you do it? I believe I did it for a week. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but what works well for me. And so I think it's really key to like the theme of my last two years has really been tapping into what works for me. Mm. And and I'll even pray on that sometimes too. And what I found to be the most best experience, I should say, I was gonna say most beneficial fast is when I fast, not just from social media, but also from my texts. So I put like communication with people. So the only communication I'm really having is with God. And it's just a lot of time for me to sit and think and execute and think and execute and think and execute and pray and execute and think and pray. <laughs> um, and it, I just did one actually when I, for like about a week after Christmas mm-hmm. and the focus was laying a completely new foundation for myself, just like undoing bad practices. Like I don't, I need eight hours of sleep. I know most people mm. don't, but I, and I tried doing seven and I tried doing oh, seven and a half, but God no, I need you. eight to feel, to function appropriately. And so that's something God's been showing me for a while, but I was like, okay, let's practice that mm-hmm. every day. We are going to focus on getting eight hours of sleep. I was also not at work at the time but eight hours of sleep (laughs) (laughs) i was off on vacation but i i wanted to get in the the routine of different things like that and working out and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and blocking out calendar blocking my time for my personal work so that when it came time i remember when i was like hey let's go out and have a drink and eat you were like no i'm actually not hanging out until (laughs) next year i said okay and you know and this goes to show like when you really start um, a change or something that's uh, drastic. Oh, w- what's the better word to say? When you shift, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to sometimes have a dramatic effect on people because yeah. it's so normal to say, hey, you know, let's go out to drink. Let's go out to eat, you know. And you're like, no, I'm working on my site. I'm working on these things. And the right people Mm-hmm. I'll say okay listen how can I help you because that's usually the first thing I say okay can I help you with anything yeah you yeah, good yeah. okay all right fine I'll I'll hit you next year mm-hmm. and then you even hit me with like the nicest thing like hey happy new year and I was just like oh my gosh and this is what <laughs> it's about striving and thriving for authentic mm-hmm. relationships like that and, and thank you, you for not taking offense by that by the way no I was I, appreciate that. I was more like dang I need to get my life together I was like, yeah. I was like, girl, 
maybe you need to work. And I start looking at my website like, dang, this website, oh, this shit. <laughs> you know what it is? And, and, and I really respect how transparent you're being right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me lend in some of the transparency. Mm-hmm. I, I My anxiety, I don't wear my emotions on my sleeves. You see me, I look mm-hmm. like this. Yeah, yeah. I talk like you this always. You have a very, very stoic <laughs> face, yes. But I said, I'm like, she looks, she's happy. <laughs> <laughs> Same so funny. they used to call me daria too and they're like oh if there was a fire running joke in my college I was like oh if there's a fire i'd be like fire fire everybody get out it's so funny my niece <laughs> is like that and apparently that happened and she was like mom there's a fire and my serious? sister's like what do you mean she's like like fire and she's like uh. no like what do you mean and she's like fire fire and my others my other niece is there and she's like there's a fire yeah wow so like i'm not that extreme if there was a fire i'd actually be like yo there's a fire like Mm -hmm. but i get it i get it but with that being said anxiety Uh was just like plaguing me it was it was crazy and so i it just got so overwhelming that i was like okay i really need to figure out what Mm. works for me so even when it came to friend oh not friends period like okay we we here right now Mm -hmm. i have limited myself to like going out um on a weeknight once or twice that's it once they, we check off the box, mm-hmm. this is the box checked. So it's done for the week. But I realize I need that because what happens is my anxiety starts to build when I know I have work to do for my brand. And I know what I see. I can see it. I can see what the future looks like. But the question is, am I willing to put in the work? And for so long, I have not. And I feel like God's been saying, yo, I'm, he's holding this box of blessings for me. He got it on this nice little gold shelf for me. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's right here. It's just that I need you to put into work so you're ready for it. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because I was watching Will Smith and Martin Lawrence uh, interview on The Breakfast Club this morning. And he was talking about Tyrese. And he was saying, Tyrese has so much potential. And he didn't say it in a condescending way. Right. But he was saying, you see 40% of it. Yeah. Ooh. And you Ooh, know what's the sad thing about that? Because I'm really into astrology, as I was <laughs> mentioning to you. Um, he's a Sagittarius. And I think he may be November. I don't know. November's are worse than December. So, like, Sagittarius, and not to, like, to my own horn, we can do almost anything. Like, mm-hmm. literally. One of those people that, like, oh, I just want to start a podcast. And then we'll just get on and just, like. And you'll make it happen. we'll just make it happen. Yeah. Or. Uh, I want to start a double Dutch school and like we just dive headfirst into things. And I think we have natural talents that like if you actually worked on them, you could be like the best of the best, like a Jay-Z or like a Tyra Banks, you know. Yeah. So um, it was really scary hearing that because I have heard so many people say that about me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, imagine if I put the work in and sometimes what we do is we will have the talent, say we take ourselves, you, I, and then for me, I know one of my flaws is I'll say, how can this other person help me get to this point? Mm. Opposed yeah. to how can I make myself get to that point? Oh, you can, you. you gravitate to someone else who's going to put you in the spaces and the places opposed to making sure that you're ready, qualified to meet those people they're ready to meet you. And sometimes they're not, they're looking at you like, okay, are you, okay. Well, you like, said you want to, say you want to be a rapper. Okay. So where's your demo? Mm. Oh, you know, you know, you know, those people who's like, yeah, I know those people. Uh, uh, oh, you know I'm what? Like, okay, leave I, me alone. I, I want to be, I want to be a DJ and I, and I want to be this. And you're like, oh, okay, but well, when's your next gig? Oh, I'm about to buy my computer soon. Yeah. Call me when you got your computer. Call me when yeah. you, you're ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so what? I love the fact that you're like, you wrote it out to say, 
I need to do this to get here. It's there. It's on the shelf. I, it's there. Hello. And here's a good question. How do you keep that motivation when you know, you know, when you know you're meant for more, but mm-hmm. you just keep losing the drive? Because I've been trying to tap into why am I losing the drive? Mm. And I think it's just that, like, personally, what I've concluded is I need structure. I need a lot of structure. And I try to deviate from that. And it's like, nah, you need, like, I've laid out my week. This is what time you end work. This is what time you start working on your thing. This is what time you mm. get home. This is what time you go to sleep. This is what time you wake I up. I like that. And it, it sounds crazy. No, these are the rules. This is what we're doing. We we went through career. Yeah. We went through re- relationships. And this goes through your health. This is, your mental health is what's going to drive everything else. And you have to create the rules. And one thing that, you know, since I was a serial dater, one of the most, uh, like, I would say positive, like, men who I dated prior to my babe, um, <laughs> he told me, especially me, he was like, you need rules, you need structure. Some mm. people need more than others. Yeah. I am a total loose cannon. You give me no rules, I will eat everything, I will drink everything. When I say everything, I'm... Always drink the most at the table. Always eat the most at the table. I will party out everybody. I will work out out everybody. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just excessive with everything I do. I have a book I'm going to write. It's going to be called I'm Addicted to Everything But Crack. Because I am just (laughs) like that. You have to write rules. So, for me, I know you should cut it off at two or three drinks. Because Mm. you'll keep going. You know? Then you're not going to wake up in the morning. If your Mm. thing is, I want to build my website. And I have to put in these three hours a week from my website after work. So this is, that is the rule. I want everyone, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, create the rules for yourself across the board. Even for dating. For dating, for your relationships, for your career, for your health. Make some rules. I have to work out three times a week. Mm -hmm. I put it on my calendar. Now it's Saturday yoga, 9.15, hot yoga, Sunday, an elective. Friday, try to put it in. I don't like doing it on the weekends because I feel like I've gotten, I've just gained all my weight during the week and then <laughs> like I'm trying to burn <laughs> it off on the weekend, you know, but like make the rules that, that that are realistic to you. Yeah. But it also starts with the vision, the faith. What did we say in the beginning? That purpose, you yeah. know, I'm going to look at that purpose and I'm going to say, mm, I'm going to love myself enough to see that I can really do what I put my mind to do. Yeah. And then I'm going to create these rules so I can get there. Yeah. Sounds simple, right? Life happens. Yeah. Tragedy, loss, you know, health. But if it's right, if you said it's on the golden shelf for you. I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like it's It's yours. Like go get it. Go and get it. Like seriously, go get it and prioritize it. Someone compared um, your your brand to your baby. The same way mm-hmm. if we if we had kids, you couldn't do nothing until your kids are taken care of. Ooh. Do you have a babysitter for the kids? Like Did that. you set up their lunch and their food? If that is not done, you can't do anything else. Now, I haven't fully committed to that, but that's where the direction <laughs> I'm going in. Yeah, but it's on my vision I like board. It. I got a baby on my vision board near my website. Because I'm like, yo, you I was like, I don't like want to put a baby on my <laughs> vision board yet. I was like, not me. Oh, shoot. I wonder if Hell. people see it and think I want a baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, good. and even though I'm like, okay, I'm trying to prepare myself for that. Yeah. Like, and I know I started off the year in the last podcast, like, we have to prepare for all of these things. Absolutely. And yes, I, you're, I love that. that. Yeah. Like, 
Did you make it to food? Did you make like even for the first time in my life, I got my clothes ready for the week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I've never done that. And I was like, y'all have to see the excitement oh, on her face. Oh, <laughs> no, I was so excited because I, I, you know, with the tragedy happening with Kobe Bryant, I just could not sleep. And I felt like just. Oh, just oh this was me. last night. Yeah, this is like last oh, night. Okay. And I just I could not sleep. I mean, I have my CBD tea. And it's it did not help. I'm actually about to take that shit back. I was mad <laughs> as hell. Um, but with that being said, I could not sleep. And I get up and I'm like, oh shit, you got like 15 minutes to get to like get out this door, girl. Oh, you didn't I night, really man. was fully dressed in like 20, 25 minutes. Like yeah. makeup, fully thoroughly washed, washed the legs too. We washed the legs, the ears, and everything. <laughs> and I was dressed because I had put bras underwear whole outfit in the bathroom because i know that i struggle to get up i i'm starting to identify more of my flaws Mm. and instead be like oh my gosh i hate that about me try to um be gentle with myself with that and Mm. try to say like yeah try to be gentle with that and um not love on them because i'm not trying to love them but i'm trying to say i want you to get to a better place like i like what you said you're better than that Oh, you know, you're better than that. I got to shout out Miss Pemberton. Yeah. Shout out my mom. Shout out Mom Dukes. Because <laughs> oh, you're Kat, better than and that. And the father, actually. Yes. Shout out to you. <laughs> yes. Because my mom, she's she 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 is a great mom. She's a banging grandmother, which I always like. I'm like, yo, you are nailing this grandmother thing. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> um, my mom just really wasn't like one to give you that type of advice. It was mm-hmm. kind of like. You know you're great. You know all her kids are attractive, so it's like, eh, okay, we're good. Um, and now she's a little bit more like vocal about that. But I learned a lot from TV. I'm not gonna lie. Like mm-hmm. I when when J Cole is like, shout out uh, to rest in peace, to Uncle Phil. He's a father that I'm like, that's that's my life. Wow. Like I really was raised on TV. It's kind of why I got very lavish taste in things. That's <laughs> why I went to Howard University. You know, like everything. I love Dynasty, and that's why I was like, I'm going to be rich. And my mom will always say, like, what if you can't have a nice apartment and a maid? And I'm like, that's not an option. Yeah, love because it. Because I love just, I'm Dynasty. That's what they have. Yeah. Now, granted, <laughs> I don't live in a mansion, <laughs> don't have rich anything. But, you know, I can, get a, I can get a task <laughs> rabbit. You oh, know, yeah. oh, I can get cool. a, see, I got a task rabbit okay. when I feel, I like my yeah. place. I think it's very nice, you know. I think it's so, lovely. So, thank you. So, with that being <laughs> said, it's all about, you know, how you interpret riches and wellness. But, we'll recap this. So, as we're falling in love with ourself in our career, our relationships, our overall health, we really, it's about the purpose, we said. Yeah. You know, uh, making the rules. Yeah. Being gentle with ourselves, and just understanding, like, do I love myself? Like, that's that's a hard pill to swallow. That really, and it's the biggest obstacle obstacle to get over. Honestly, if you figure out, if you get to a point where you love yourself and you figure out your purpose, gold. You and you will, not, and that's when you said <laughs> when you said like, uh, you know, I'm not dating anyone because like it's not worth my time. Because when you truly love yourself, you value your time. You value not being around other people. And I spoke about this before in my podcast. It was a guy who was so much fun. He was so dope. And I just enjoyed being around him, like for real. And I knew he didn't want a relationship, Mm -hmm. even though we were acting like a couple and we were all like enamored with each other. 
And I woke up and I was like, I got to cut you off. And he was just kind of like, oh, you said this to him. Oh, okay. I sent the whole cease and desist letter. Like, this is not going anywhere. <laughs> because one, God really, truly showed me my flaws. Like, I hit rock bottom. I talk about this all the time. Across the board, financially, legally, like, I got, the karma came back for me. Mm. And I said, do I want to be in this state with someone who's not going to be by my side, someone who's mm. going to just, who's looking for a good time, who's like, all right, you deal with it and then come back to me. What? You, th- you got to think about that. Oh, when no. you're well, dating guys do, who want fun that. in your life, they're not trying to go through the, the mud with you. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, and I even, you know, have friends where I'm like, okay, that's fun, but is that really what you want? Would someone say, like, yeah, someone would say that. I don't know. I got a problem with someone saying that. You would get cut right off that, like, even back in the day. Right. Oh, you so. come back when you're done. No, I'm serious. But I'm no, good. but, it, but it, 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 you know, he was like, oh, because you know guys like to do this. Well, if the right one comes along, but, you know, I've just kind of skated around relationships because I got hurt. And oh my I gosh. just tried to. That is so cliche. It was cliche, but the way he put it, girl, it was perfect. I <laughs> was suave, yeah. Oh, it, but it wasn't even that it was suave because his personality was just um, so much fun. Mm. So, like, even though you're hearing that, you're like, this is so much fun, you know, let's drink and fuck all day and let's just have a good time. And every time I'm around you, I just have the best time ever. And I'm like, this is not what you want. Hmm. This is what was fun like years ago when you were like hopeful that you were going to get a relationship, when you were like, oh, maybe I could turn him around. He's telling you right then and there. Yes. This is not. To people when they, you listen to, you to, yeah, on top of like, this is no long, this is so temporary and so much fun right now. What do you want your future to look like? What do you want the rest? Nah, you got to go. And I, uh, unfortunately for me, since I don't throw away relationships, I love everybody. I'm a lover. It's <laughs> just who I am. It was really hard for me to really cut someone off. Like, I just don't cut people off. But I had to, I, del- I can't even get in touch with him if I wanted to. Oh, listening to this podcast shout out to you like i don't have your information because i had to make sure what was right for me you have yeah and i I respect that you did that because sometimes we get caught up in and i've been there i don't want to hurt his feelings i I didn't want to hurt my feelings especially when someone (laughs) hasn't done anything like truly bad to you we get like oh well they're not they're a good guy and you know and i have friends who are like well, then just use him for X, Y, Z. And I'm like, no, my no. what right now for me. And this is why I and I and I thank God that I'm, I'm starting off my year with my my two feet on the ground because of doing things like that, mm. you know, where I'm not like, oh, well, I'm just kind of searching for the right guy. It's like God put the right guy in my life, you know? Yeah. Like, where did this Jamaican accent come from? <laughs> you know, I put the right guy in she my life. Because, right, <laughs> put the right guy in my life and the right company in my life. Love and it. the right fact that I'm going to yoga and I'm being an advocate for mental health and fitness. Psst, because I had to make the choice. You know what I mean? 
And you had to go through that. Like, I had to go through it. Why else are you such a shit. strong advocate for it? Because Man. you've been there and you want to help other people. Absolutely. So maybe that's all aligned with your purpose. Like, that's the interesting thing. I feel like God uses, like, our negative experiences sometimes Absolutely. To, to build us and sharpen us and, you know. But you made me think of something, speaking of self-love. Okay. Um, I remember in college going, and speaking of fasts, mm-hmm. I remember uh, going on a man fast. Listen, I've done it twice in my life. But let me ask you this question because I've mentioned it to a lot of friends and mm-hmm. they'll be like, oh, I'm fasting now. I'm not dating. No. Did you make the decision to not fast? Because you can't call a homeless person. The homeless people are not fasting. They mm-hmm. do not have access to food. Right, right, right. But if right. you make an intentional decision to fast, best thing I have ever done in my life. I saw it on BET, some talk show they had. I forgot the name <laughs> of the talk show with uh-huh, Kim. Uh-huh. I forgot her name. Uh-huh. But she, when she mentioned it and I did that, I did it twice in my life. The first time it was so hard because all of a sudden everybody flocks to you. Oh, yeah. You're, you're so popping. Right? Right? You're so popping. Or you're on a fast. <laughs> but the key to the fast is you have to say no to everything. That that fine guy that you, you meet mm. who wants to share your number, you can't take it and be like, oh, I'm going to hit you in a month when I'm done. And I did mm-hmm, it for a month mm-hmm, the first mm-hmm. time and two months the second time. You have to reframe. The same way the food, the Daniel fast, nothing you're not having, you're not having it. So empowering when I mm. tell you. Those have been the most monumental um, some of the most monumental experiences in my life as far as dating is concerned, mm-hmm. they helped add to my self-worth. Got like you. it was crazy because then I started to realize I can do it. I can mm-hmm. do it without them. I don't need them, which is exactly what they were saying on the show. I wish <laughs> I could remember her name so I could shout her out. Mm-hmm. But they like, you start to realize like, oh, it's not that bad being single. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I enjoy being by myself. Oh, I don't need to be out on Friday night mm-hmm. to like hang out with a guy in. So empowering. I like that. Yeah, I always said I was like, I'm not dating anyone. And then I'm like, well, it's Friday. Let me go have drinks with so-and-so. <laughs> you know, I, I was terrible at that. I and I'm, I'm, I mean, it's been a real aha moment because I was I was just going down the wrong road. And I had, you know, some bad things happen where I was like, this is your life. Mm-hmm. Do you like how this looks? Because you're going to kill yourself. You're going to kill yourself. You know, either you're going to be so depressed where you're going to do something bad to yourself or you're going to actually do something else that's mm. just going to, you know, and and that's where you get to the point where you start taking things out your life. And it's so funny where you said you start um, not, not texting people and stuff. And I had a moment like in this couple of days and week where I just don't return text messages and phone calls and um, I was like, are you depressed? Like, that's not you. You know, you need to get better at, at that. And it was because the energy it takes, because mm. as you know, <laughs> as y'all can tell, when I say hi, I say hi. So even when I'm at work, yeah, it probably takes like a strong, I'm on a strong 11 at hi, how are you? What are you doing to everybody that it's taxing? So when I go on the phone and I'm texting people and I'm like, hey, what's up? And I'm, I'm like, I sit down, no bullshit. And I'm like, <sighs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm and so same. tired. Same. Yeah. It's a lot, and you need to recharge. And so it's the same as like letting the guy go, despite how he would feel. Like your real ones are gonna understand. Mm. And at the end of the day, you know something God really recently showed me, and it helped because I the, the everyone was calling me out on the texting. Mm-hmm. You take forever to text me back. Mm-hmm. You text me back two days later, mm-hmm. and I was starting to feel bad because you were people I actually cared about. Right. But then I was like, okay. 
I don't need to respond to text messages right away, one. Mm-hmm. However, when I do respond, let me be present. Let mm-hmm. me be there. Mm-hmm. Not a response, then respond again 30 minutes. So I will get back to it when I know mm-hmm. I can have a conversation with you and I will give you all of me. Right. And it's thus far, I just made that decision this month, but it's been mm-hmm. working out well for me. But I just, I can't, because that's the anxiety thing. I start to. Right. And no one right. can tell because like you said, you're in, and you were a great reminder just now to check in on people because you're telling me you're at an 11 when you're at work. And I'm sure no one could tell you were going through anything mm-hmm. that you had ever gone through in your right. life. Right, right, right. And I feel like nowadays we're just really starting to realize like, yo, you really don't know what people have been through. Absolutely. Their stories, no matter how great it looks, no mm-hmm. matter, I'm here telling you these positive things, but like I've been through stuff too, mm-hmm. you know, it's just about learning from it overcoming it and then in turn using it to like help those who are going through it too right 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 that's that's what's what it's about yeah. music <laughs> men in my mental exactly. i love that you're doing this yay well thank you for being on the show today oh, so where can people find you okay you can find me on instagram mm-hmm. at hey chazine c-h-a-z-e-e-n hey chazine and then you can also find me on youtube chazine as well, or chazine.com, you can go to my website. And you said you give the Chazine Chats. Is that what Chaz Chats. So Chaz, Chaz Chats, Chats is a quarterly event series where I usually bring out my friends, like a panel discussion mm-hmm. on those topics that I mentioned. So past ones have been like, the last one we did was great. It was at Google. It was mm-hmm. how to grow your, how to leverage your social media mm-hmm. for your brand, to grow your brand. And it was a great, great, great conversation. We had my boy, Brett Gray from Netflix show on my block. We have my girl, Tanika Ray, mm-hmm. who has a great travel following. Oh my online. gosh. Yeah. She's oh, you know so her. beautiful. Oh, uh-huh. yes. uh-huh. And beautiful soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, humble and down to help people. I like that. Yeah. Um, we had some represent, we had, um, Nisha from milk makeup and then we had, um, Paul from Rhode Island, he was a smaller company that is doing their thing, the donut shop out there. But the information they gave, I'm just really about real. Mm-hmm. So at Chaz Chats, you you won't get fluff. You won't it won't be a waste of your time. I promise you, you leave with a plethora of notes. So mm-hmm. definitely stay tuned because I'm gonna start posting those past events. Mm-hmm. I want people to learn and grow their own brands, their own things, and just mentally, wellness-wise, you know, mm-hmm. like all of us just I'm gonna keep it real. Black people, I want us to catch up. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm playing mm-hmm. catch up too. We got a lot of catch up to do. So it's like we might Nice will help each other, you know, get to the next level so we can just rise to where we really ought to be in this world. Amen. Hallelujah. I like it. <laughs> All right. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for tuning in to Music Men Thanks in My me. Mental. Make sure you follow, like, subscribe at Music Men in My Mental. I'm Sita Bohm. Thank you and bye-bye. Bye. Yeah.